Hey everybody, welcome back. Dream Falcon Gaming Podcast. So last week we talked about moving and everything else I had going on and kind of what we were working on, how we uh what we had coming down in the future. And today I'm happy to say that I'm finally gonna get to that long awaited Final Fantasy episode. I've done a little bit of thinking on it. I've been wanting to do it for a while. I've been saying I was gonna do it for a while. And now I'm going to do it. Uh, with that said, as always, feel free to go check out the Instagram, DreamFalconGaming underscore DFG. Um, it's linked on the Buzzsprout page. Also, shout out to Buzzsprout for being my pod, or excuse me, my podcast uh, recording home, if you will. Um, and then some exciting stuff we got working on in the print world just before we get to the Final Fantasy stuff. So recently I've started working on some lithophanes for the Dream Falcon Gaming logo. So if you like the logo and you're interested and you want a cool little thing, um, once those get fleshed out, they'll be put up in the store and you can kind of work from there. But again, not a requirement to buy, not asking you to buy. If you're interested and you want to support my printing habit a little bit, feel free when they're in there to go check it out. I'll link the Etsy store in the, in the episode description. So now that all that fun stuff's out of the way, let's get to the real fun stuff. Let's talk Final Fantasy. Let's talk, uh, let's talk probably one of the best game, game series ever, in my opinion. Um, there's not really much that comes close to it in terms of RPGs or, um, JRPGs or just a fun game in general with a great storyline. Um, you guys have heard me talk over and over again, especially those of you who listen who know me about gaming in general and what it's done for me and kind of what it's been able to do in essence of like helping me build friendships, helping me kind of decompress at the end of the day. And ultimately Final Fantasy is one of those games uh, that does it. So for me, uh, we'll just jump right into it and we'll start talking, you know, where we, where we started. Really Final Fantasy seven was kind of the first jump into gaming uh into the final fantasy series for me like i would say a lot of people around my age group just because it came out mostly when we were kids um i didn't really understand it i think when it came out i was like five maybe i would have to double check my dates but really i was just young i didn't really understand how to play the game i didn't understand how to build characters i didn't understand kind of like how to essentially play the game and be successful, what you need to look for using different weapon combinations, using different party combinations, depending on what enemy you're facing. I didn't even really understand that water beats fire, fire beats the blah, blah, blah. Up to this point, Pokemon was really my, my, uh, my high speed game of choice, if you want to call it that. But honestly, most of it was, uh, I just, I couldn't understand the concepts. So when Final Fantasy VIII came out, I actually played it a lot more because I had time to, you know, develop my brain a little bit and figure out what I actually needed to do to be successful playing these games. So Final Fantasy, I, I jumped right into it. And then in the days of crappy PS1 discs, unfortunately, my disc three, I want to say, got beat up to the point where it wouldn't work anymore. So I never actually beat Final Fantasy eight until I was probably 15 or 16. Um, but yeah, and then Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. So the Game Boy SP or Game Boy Advance SP rather was, uh, I remember I got it for Christmas one year 
and I got one game with it and I got Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and I was so excited. There was really nothing in my mind that made this, that could have made for a better Christmas. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like you get one big Christmas present and then the rest is like socks and underwear. And I was all right with that because I got a Game Boy. So I spent a lot of hours on Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced and, uh, I still have it. I have two copies now, I think. I actually just got another copy that I came across. But yeah, no, uh, tons of hours invested. Um, if you haven't played it yet and you have a Game Boy Advance laying around, I would highly recommend playing it, especially if you're into the turn-based tactics game uh, genre. Like Fire Emblem does this. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics on the PlayStation did it. But yeah, and the, there's just so many turn-based tactics games that are phenomenal. Um, but in my opinion, Tactics Advance is a good one. Plus, it's a Game Boy game. You can shove it in your pocket, throw it in the pouch of a backpack, and pretty much play it wherever you want. But yes, yeah, so that's kind of where it all really started for me with Final Fantasy. And then obviously, one thing we always like to talk about is our favorite characters, right? So for me, in no real order other than, you know, they exist and pretty much the way I played the games. Um, Cloud, obviously. I don't know anybody who doesn't like Cloud and I haven't come across anybody, and especially now with the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake out, they've fleshed out his character so much more. You can kind of see a little bit of the struggle he goes through that I don't think was really portrayed in the first game, mainly because it's text-based, and there's not a whole lot of... It's hard to understand emotion in text sometimes. But no, Cloud, you know, he he's he's number one in, in terms of a lot of people's mind, I would think. Um, and then moving into Final Fantasy VIII, I mean, Squall is the main character. You play as him. So he he's one of those characters, and he kind of follows the same line of Cloud, in essence. You know, he's got this mystique to him. and But, you know, being those two are the first games I jumped into, that was what – those were the characters that jumped onto me. And then Zell, my, my lackluster monk character – however you want to describe him, fighter, uh, goofy dude with crazy hair. As a kid, he was probably my favorite just because he had like the cool guy attraction. And I, I don't know what, where that comes from, but you know, there's that. And then really, I don't, I don't think there's a bad final fantasy character in my opinion. There's some that are less fleshed out like final fantasy 10, for instance, like I, you know, I could care less about Waka as a character, but he has his uses. And then, you know, there's there's just so many good characters and there's so much good writing. I mean, you have Tifa, you have Barrett, you have Luna, you have... Ugh, there's so there's so many. You have Yuna. Oh, God. And then as you move in, you know, you move into 13 and you get in all the different off-branches and you go back to the originals where you're talking with Cecil and it's just... Or Cecil, however you want to say it. Either way, there's just so many good characters in Final Fantasy. And if you haven't gotten into the genre yet, or into the series, excuse me, I don't think you would be disappointed, especially with the way new-gen games are created and played. Um, there's a lot of good coming out of coming out of the Final Fantasy world from Square Enix, and they just they put out great games, and I've yet to be disappointed with a Final Fantasy game. Even 15, like, I wasn't crazy about it, but the story is good. The gameplay is fun. And after a while, it grew on me. 
Um, with that, let's talk battle systems. Everybody talks battle systems in as we get into like the new generation stuff, like the Final Fantasy VII remake, Final Fantasy XV. Um, obviously, you have the online MMOs in fourteen and I want to say eleven, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but the battle system is the most important part of the game because what do you do? Oftentimes, you spend time battling and grinding for levels and if you're one of those people who likes to make the game really easy, you grind a lot in the beginning. So that way you can, um, just walk through to the final boss and just annihilate them. So for me, the original turn base will always be number one. Um, and that's probably just because that's where I started and it's a fun kind of tactically sound gameplay. It doesn't make for a lot of like action packed moments. I'm doing air quotes, but, there's something about just the nostalgia of it. Um, like Octopath Traveler, I think I've talked about it before on here, but if I haven't, uh, I should. It's it's one of those games, too, which is like a dead stone callback to original JRPGs. And the combat system is just phenomenal. That turn-based system is, to me, there's nothing better it's just, and it's probably just a nostalgia thing. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't really care for it. They prefer a more active battle scheme like, um, like 15 and like the seven remake. But for me, it's, you know, it's the turn base and it'll probably always be that way. Um, then when 13 came out, uh, when Final Fantasy 13 came out, I didn't know how I'd feel about the paradigm system, but it's kind of like Final Fantasy 15. Now I know. Final Fantasy 13 wasn't really the greatest Final Fantasy game, but we can all agree that it was better than 12. And if anybody has an opinion on that, I will die on that hill. Um, yeah, sure. The characters were boring a little bit and the story was blah and whatever. To me, Final Fantasy 13 holds a special place. The paradigm system alone was hands down, in my opinion, one of the more unique ones. Because it allowed for just so many build opportunities. But yeah, the the build opportunities for that, I remember spending literally hours with my buddy who, in, uh, in, in other exciting news, that's kind of off topic, at some point he will be joining me for an episode and we're going to be talking all sorts of stuff. We don't really know what it's going to be yet, but it should be fun. It should be a good episode, so... Be, be on the lookout for that. Um, but back to back to the paradigm system. Um, it's one of those systems that it took a little while to get used to. But I like I said, I remember spending hours just figuring out what the best combination was, who you needed to beat the who you need to beat, you know, to, to beat final boss and everything else. And it was one of those things that took a little while to get used to. And then once I got into it, I just I loved it. And then last but not least, you know, is the the more active battle system is what I would call it uh, that you get with Final Fantasy 15 and the 7 remake. Um, I'll be honest, in the beginning, I was skeptical about the 7 remakes battle system because while I love Final Fantasy 7 as a whole, um, a lot of what tied me to it was the turn-based system. And I know that's Again, not a well-received system, and when you're remaking a game 
essentially from scratch minus a story, you're you know, not even minus a story. They added a bunch in that wasn't in the first one. Um, but you're, it goes back to that nostalgia thing. Um, I was really looking forward to maybe like a turn-based system. I don't, I don't know why, but either way, the new systems, they took a little while to get used to figuring out uh, the mechanics. And then once you get into them, it's, you know, the love for Final Fantasy is still there. Um, but yeah, so that's really where the battle system uh, stuff kind of went. And then I told you I was writing notes for this. I'm, I'm looking at my notes because there's so much Final Fantasy stuff that I want to make sure I get it all. So what am I excited for going forward with Final Fantasy? Obviously, the next part of the remake uh, for Final Fantasy VII, there's like an interlude um, that you can get if you have a PS5. Um, I believe it's if you have a PS5. Either way. So I haven't played it. I'm, I'm excited for the next, the next chapter, the next part. Uh, we saw a lot of great things in the Final Fantasy VII remake. I think it's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then because of my love of tactics games, I would love to see a new tactics title. I really would. I, they, you know, they put out Octopath on the switch and there's a lot of turn-based combats, um, out there, but I would love to see like a true Final Fantasy tactics. Give me a new story. Give me, you know, give me some new characters and let me just dive back into that same tried and true system. So hopefully, I don't know, I, I don't work for Square Enix and I certainly don't design Final Fantasy games, but if uh, if I could get a new tactics title in the future, I think that'd be great. So for the sake of being not biased just toward Final Fantasy games, uh, but all games of this genre with great stories and great combat systems and just great experiences overall, We'll talk about some other games. Um, we'll just start with Octopath because I've already mentioned that twice this episode. Octopath Traveler is easily my favorite go-to grind game when I just want to hang out and just experience a really great story and some really great character development. Um, not in the sense of like, Yes, their stories are interesting, but the way you have to play Octopath is just a great throwback to classic uh, games. So to start, the artwork is phenomenal. Whoever decided on recreating that same feel, but making making it more modern is is really the way to describe it, I guess. Um, that was, that was a great idea in my opinion, and it looks beautiful and the sound, the soundtrack, the music, um, everything, the voiceovers, they, the voice acting to me is top notch. Um, really, I just love the game for everything that it is. Um, force leveling's fun. You essentially, you have to level every character, which forces you to use different combinations of parties and given that there is so many characters you have to play in the game it makes the game long but it also makes it so you have to do a little bit of thinking um, to figure out how to best use that character especially if you have spent 
no time leveling them and you're going into a pretty upscaled uh, area. And then ultimately, if you're just a fan of classic RPGs or JRPGs rather, or you just like games with a good story in general, you can get it on the Switch. I think you can get it on Xbox and Steam now. I would have to check. But ultimately, I I think it's a game well worth the play. I mean, you can put 80, 100 hours into that game pretty easily. Um, Especially if you take time and kind of go through everything. But if you haven't checked it out, I'd highly recommend it. And then um, next is a classic that's near and dear to my heart. And my buddy and I actually talk about this all the time is Legend of Dragoon. Um, Same thing. It was one of those games that came out on the PlayStation that I didn't really understand how to play. Uh, I was too young and couldn't understand the concept. But to this day, it is still my most wanted remake. You give me a Legend of Dragoon remake like Final Fantasy VII, and I'll never need to buy another game again. Hands down, no questions asked. Um, I would, I would love it. And if you haven't played Legend of Dragoon, it's dated, it's old, it's clunky. The characters have squares, but it's got a fun combat system. It's got a fun story, and it's just, you. You feel so cool playing it. <laughs> that that sounds a little weird to say. But you really do. Um, To me, it's one of those games that will always stand as a classic. And fun fact, if you have a PS3, you can play play Legend of Dragoon. Or if you have a PS Vita, those of you Vita holders out there, like myself, you can play it as well. Um, But yeah, if you haven't checked it out, I want to say it's like $10 in the PlayStation store. And if, if you guys are anything like me, you spend $10 going to the gas station to buy crap you don't need. So why not spend it on something that's going to give you a little bit of enjoyment? Um, but yeah, if you haven't checked it out, I would highly recommend Legend of Dragoon. It's classic. It's clunky. It's retro. It's fun. Um, with that, I'm going to close out the episode because I like to keep these a little short, um, listening, listening to one person talk for, you know, 20 minutes and rambling is probably enough. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I wanted to get the final fantasy episode out there. I wanted to sprinkle in some other games, um, that are are near and dear to my heart because ultimately it is called the dream Falcon gaming podcast. And so far all I've talked about is 3d printing, which is fun and it's a great hobby, but you know, the the gaming part was gonna come in eventually and there'll be more in the future um so yeah uh you know whatever your game of choice is whatever brings you enjoyment i don't think there's anything wrong with using that uh you know for whatever reason if you need to decompress if you need to just sit down and enjoy a good story or whatever the case may be um Final Fantasy is that for me, and there's a lot of other games out there that do that. Um, ultimately, you know, th- this episode was there just because I wanted to. I wanted to talk about Final Fantasy. I'll be honest. Um, but hopefully, you know, if you listen to this episode and you're kind of iffy on, you know, do I get into the series? Do I avoid the series? You can get one of the newer titles, and like if you've never played a Final Fantasy game before ever in your life, get the Final Fantasy VII remake. There's more coming, and there's a lot to love, and I think it'll be great. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, 
But with that, uh, as always, you know, I'll, I'll post all the links for stuff I talked about and different things like that. And then be on the lookout for those Dream Falcon Gaming Lithophanes. I will post a link to the Etsy store. It's still kind of being brought up. And then as always, it's a plug for myself for to put my store out there to support my printing um, habit. This is in no means a way to get people who listen to go check it out and buy things. But if you want to support my hobby and ultimately keeping me in the ability to do podcasts like this about different printing stuff, about different gaming stuff, um, or if you just want to support a support someone in one of their hobbies and one of their endeavors, um, feel free to go check it out. There'll be more stuff coming in the future. Um, once again, shout out to Hex 3D. I will probably shout him out in every episode because he creates a lot of the models that I print and ultimately plan to sell in the future. And I will uh, keep posting those links for him. But as always, stay safe. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode and look forward to the next one.